0: Welcome to Raise the Line with Osmosis from Elsevier, seeking solutions with leading experts on how to increase healthcare capacity so people can get the care they need during the pandemic and beyond.
1: Hi, I'm Derek Apanovich, and today on Raise the Line, I'm happy to welcome Jordi Highland, President and CEO of the American College of Education. ACE is an accredited 100% online college that offers affordable programs in education, business, leadership, healthcare, and nursing. It has approximately 10,000 students and 40,000 graduates and is ranked number two on Newsweek's 2023 top online colleges list. Of note, 85% of ACE students graduate with no debt. Jordy has more than 20 years of experience with businesses in the K-12 and higher education markets and is a graduate of Harvard University, Harvard Business School, and the London School of Economics and Political Science. Thanks so much for being with us today, Jordy. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate being on the show. Fantastic. So first question, we'd like to start with learning more about you and some of your career highlights. You've traveled a really interesting path that includes time as a professional athlete. So tell us more about that. How did you get started? as a professional athlete? So I actually played college
0: hockey and then played for a year in the minor leagues in the United States after after I graduated. And then after doing that for a year, went back to school, did a master's at the LLC, and then spent a couple of years in, in finance, helping entrepreneurs raise capital. And then went back to business school and joined Google, which was a great experience for a couple of years. And then really got into education and I joined a, a learning management system and in that capacity, I was in a business development role and did a partnership with a virtual school around the training of adult learners for remedial education. And that's where I really found uh, a passion for supporting adult learners with uh, high quality education experiences.
1: All right. Well, I definitely see the focus on education. Maybe just tell us a little bit about the key learnings from, from being an athlete, being in, in the world of hockey and, and Google, a company that everyone knows and has an opinion of. So what were your your main takeaways from those experiences and how they relate to your professional life?
0: I think sports are a great experience for kids and and for anyone at any stage in life. I think the need to learn and develop is something that that I have a passion for. So I have a passion for lifelong learning through hockey and other sports. I think it probably fostered that interest in acquiring skills and constantly trying to improve those skills. And I think as an adult, it's really important to try hard things and, and to fail and then to come back and, and try again. And so I think that's where, you know, some of the passion for education came from. I also come from a family of educators. My mom was a, a teacher uh, of kids with special needs. My dad was a physician, administrator for much of his career, but he was always at a teaching hospital. And so he he loved teaching and won a, a number of big teaching awards. So I think both my parents really had an affinity for, for teaching. And so that piqued my interest in, in education for sure. And I think through the sports, through them, uh, I also founded a, a charity early in my career around providing athletic opportunities for kids that were challenging but attainable. And so I think that also was a, a very formative experience.
1: All right. Appreciate that, Jordy. And maybe we can move on to ACE. And sure, maybe you can give us a, a brief overview of the school and I guess what makes it special.
0: Yeah. uh, Well, I I appreciated the introduction about it, but so ACE is a higher ed institution really focused on education and and healthcare. A main differentiator is that ACE was founded with the key consideration about return on the students' time and financial investment. So we have some of the lowest tuition in the nation, but we also provide a fully online high quality experience. We have great outcomes. One of them, you know, the 85% graduation rates, but we also where there's licensure. Our students do as well or better than than state averages, you know, we have a practitioner driven model. So our instructors are working and and bringing the latest and the greatest from the field. And I think the the biggest differentiator and one that I'm very proud of is that ACE, even though it's region accredited by the Higher Learning Commission, does not accept Title IV funding. And so that means that our programs and our tuition are not based upon how much debt we can access, we're, we're pricing them with the thought of providing return for the students. And you mentioned this as well, 85% of our students graduate without debt. And so I think that's a unique model in higher ed. And with all the discussion around cancellation of debt and mm-hmm. and around you know, how to help graduates that have huge levels of Title IV debt, I'm hoping that you know, we can raise awareness about ACEs model and what more schools will think about keeping costs lower on the front end to help students get through with a high-quality education in an affordable
1: manner. In this combination of of value and quality that you're talking about, you just go a little deeper on that because it it sounds like this would be the goal of most schools, right? To have this really compelling combination of value for the dollar and and a very high-quality education, but clearly not every school can get this equation right. I mean, what are you doing differently at ACE to make those two so compelling
0: Yeah, it's a great question. I think it's important to note from the outset that we were founded as a fully online school and a non-traditional school. So we didn't from the beginning have huge buildings and investments in in facilities and legacy processes. So I think that's, that's helpful. But I think just in terms of providing a quality experience, it's important to have great instruction. It's important to have curriculum that aligns closely with with the needs of the career pathways of the students. So we have real commitment to having a strong feedback loop from industry and then having very practical learners. So our our typical learners are, you know, adults that are working full-time and that are coming to school to get ahead in, in their careers. And we have a strong connection between the degrees and career advancement and salary advancement. But, you know, we have to keep our our content and our learnings, practical and accessible. And so the fully online delivery modality helps with the accessibility for, for adult learners, they're working and have family
1: commitments. So it sounds like a combination of philosophy and a real focus on execution and efficiency. For sure. A lot, a lot of discipline. Yeah. Now that's helpful. And historically, I, I think you may have mentioned this, there was a, a focus on educating educators. Yeah. At ACE. And there's been, I guess, more of an emphasis on healthcare programs recently. Maybe talk a little bit about that expansion sure. of your focus and and maybe, you know, what are the similarities and differences between educating the educators and educating the, the healthcare practitioners?
0: Yeah. So, I, I mean, it was a logical progression for ACE. So we are founded by teachers for teachers and so a real focus on educating educators and, you know, really... A high quality approach to the teaching and learning and so as we moved into healthcare and and nursing you know that's education is is so valued within the healthcare sphere Focus on skill-based training so very practical which is very needed and, and recognized in healthcare and then the focus on education also extends to education for patients and education for for colleagues within the healthcare setting so i think it was a very logical progression and it's, it's gone well for us, but the a real focus was on creating a quality experience that met the needs of healthcare and nursing sector.
1: All right. And a lot of healthcare practitioners have a lot of experience. They may be going back to school much later in life. I know ACE has a, a focus on prior learning credit, and how does that apply typically in the, the healthcare space? How can that help healthcare practitioners move along in their academic program?
0: That's a great question. So I think one of the the challenges in traditional higher ed is the openness to providing credit for relevant prior learning. If institutions are not open to the concept, it can really increase the time spent in a program where students are learning what what they already know. And it can also keep the the costs artificially high. And so you know we have a in-house credit for prior learning team that can help individuals that come to us, evaluate and receive credit for their, their prior learning. And then this team also supports our hospital system partnerships where we can work with the hospital system evaluate their professional development and as appropriate assign credit to it and that can help us map to their career pathways uh, our programs and certificates to their career pathways and we can also provide credit for for their uh, partner content as well so in-house professional development but also professional development or certificates or degrees provided by other vendors as well. And so, as I said, it can really just help
1: us be relevant, affordable,
0: and map to career pathways in a meaningful way.
1: So you're able to create customized educational solutions for some of these healthcare providers? Like how, how customized do you make your offerings?
0: So what we do is we, we sit down with leadership and we listen to their challenges and then create customized solutions. So we have a range of programming, you know, the RN to MSN, BSN to MSN. We have you know, health informatics, healthcare administration, health and wellness programming, and a range of certificates as well as doctorates. And, you know, we can customize additional certificates. We can map what we do in partnership with other vendors to really be relevant, as I mentioned, to career pathways. So it, it really depends on the needs of the healthcare system. And what we find is that by listening and being responsive for not only non-degree but also degree programs, and really trying to map the pathways, we can we can really differentiate ourselves in terms of being
1: relevant. Okay, thanks. You know, in both teaching and healthcare, particularly nursing, you know, we're hearing a lot on shortages of workers, early retirements, issues with job dissatisfaction. What are you hearing from these groups and? What are you trying to do to address these concerns at schools and hospitals these days?
0: There's articles on this every every day, and when you speak to leadership, it's one of the key challenges. And there's certainly broad impacts, not only in terms of the morale and and on the organizational health, but also financial impacts because of the reliance on uh, traveling nurses and other staff. So mm-hmm. we're, we're seeing you're seeing a lot of announcements from hospital systems with financial losses and other implications, and so. This is, you know, one of the challenges that we think we can really help with and we try to help with with our customized solutions. The thought being that by helping to facilitate career pathways and, you know, really trying to partner with hospital systems to articulate the value and importance of a healthcare or nursing career, that that can help attract talented, passionate workers and also can help retain them and provide access to a path to leadership because there's individual employee shortages but there's also leadership shortages as well. I think that combination of being able to provide an affordable high-quality solution but that's very flexible that can be taken by full-time workers can really help strengthen the the human capital pipeline at the institutions and that's what we're passionate about. It's interesting. It's a similar dynamic within the K12 system with teacher shortages and so it's a you know a, a challenge that we're trying to be part of a solution for
1: in both education and healthcare. So in addition to these flexible educational options, are any of these themes making their way into the curricula itself in terms of teaching resiliency strategies and yeah for sure coping with stress and yes I don't know how to recruit better and retain staff better if you're a leader in these settings.
0: For sure, I think you mentioned some some important themes there. Teamwork would be another one. Communication skills. So there's the you know the hard skills, but also the soft skills that can help with resilience and, and persistence for sure.
1: Now, if you had to look out kind of three, five, seven, ten years on these issues, I mean, what kind of trends are you seeing, or or what are you hearing from some of your partners, or you know the educational healthcare leaders that are taking your programs, or Are they getting more optimistic, less optimistic in terms of dealing with staffing shortages and job stress and dissatisfaction? You
0: know, I I think there were staffing challenges prior to COVID and a couple of years of of COVID exacerbated a lot of the challenges. And I think we're still in a, a difficult situation within healthcare, especially there's lots of staff members that are moving up their retirements. And I think that is further exacerbating the the challenge. I do think that innovative, forward-thinking, healthcare organizations, hospitals that really value their people and take a strategic approach to human capital will make progress. And I think many are at the moment. I think there's still large challenges, but I do think to what you mentioned, a couple of years out, we're going to see great progress.
1: You may just drilling down a little bit more on the healthcare education programs, in terms of the, the more advanced ones that focus on leadership, what are the key themes that you're really trying to emphasize in those programs for folks who run hospitals or units, nursing staff? I mean, what are some of those key themes that you keep hearing about?
0: So in terms of nursing leadership, we have a certificate, you know, some of the topics in a certificate like that,
1: patient-centered
0: care leadership and management, you know, providing the key skills for a a new leader to gain the skills to function properly in the role, management of financial resources that are relevant to nursing, relationships through communication, overall knowledge of the healthcare environment. Those are some of the themes that that come to mind. I should mention, you know, our programs are affordable and, you know, we have an MBA for under $10,000. We have an MBA MSN for Less than seventeen thousand dollars. Those are both great value for price. But you know, an MBA is something that is very relevant to nurses and other staff that want to learn some very technical skills from a management and financial perspective that can help them have further influence within
1: the healthcare ecosystem. Shifting gears a bit on technology, the American College of Education has always been an online school, as you mentioned at the start. And yeah, certainly online education has evolved quite a bit over the last 10 to 20 years. Where do you see things going in terms of online education? We hear a lot about artificial intelligence. Of course I had to mention that. Yeah. In this podcast. And it, mobile devices, you know, as opposed to taking your coursework just on a laptop or a desktop. Yep. Yeah. You know, there's all these trends, some of which have been around for a while, some of which are new, some of which are accelerating. What's your view on Technology?
0: Sure. It's a great question. I think, uh, you know, I I know both of us are great believers in the the value of of online education. And uh, there's some of the value proposition of online education that's been there for years is around, you know, being able to have access to the data on the students and progress and their effort levels and being able to use that data and intervene in a strategic way to support students. You mentioned AI, it certainly is going to have an impact, but I think at the heart of online education and education. In general is the strong powerful and important relationship between the teacher and this the student and great instruction really matters and so i think you know there's ways that ai is going to help take out some of the tasks that are not strategic or meaningful that can help teachers instructors faculty Connect even more strategically and and build relationships more directly with students. So I think that's that's an important point. But I think generally online education is going to become a further enriched experience. And I think you know we see that now with simulations. But I think simulations are going to continue to get better. I think virtual reality and other rich experiences are going to become more widespread. And as online education continues to be more practical and engaging, there will be even more skills that can be learned effectively online. I guess from a technology perspective, I think those are some some relevant points. Of course, we've all moved into mobile, and I know that mobile is going to continue to be even more and more relevant, but those are some thoughts that come to mind.
1: Okay. And you mentioned the faculty-student relationship. Of course, that's critical. And you know, I imagine the students getting to know each other and Creating a sense of community is important as well. And
0: for sure. Yeah. Student to student interactions are critical as well.
1: Yeah. I I mean, and I'm sure you serve students across the country and maybe even beyond the country. So you talk a little bit about how you build those communities at uh, ACE and do you get folks together occasionally, you know, how is the curricula structured to encourage that interaction among the students?
0: Yeah. So um, among students, you know, there's discussion boards and other ways for students to interact and to, to share ideas and to think critically with each other. And so I think that's, that's an important way that we can facilitate the interaction of students. We do have students all over the country and, and in many countries all over the world. And so it's, fascinating to see students from very different geographic regions be able to to share ideas and, and collaborate and spring different perspectives. And that's an important part of the learning experience. And one that I think is an online delivery mechanism really helps to, to facilitate. I think at, at the heart of the you know the teacher student relationship is meaningful interactions. I think teachers caring about the students and showing that and then being able to leverage all the information about the student learning and the student progress to be able to help support in a strategic and relevant way. And I think that that is one of the the powerful parts about online education that gets missed by some that maybe have just had exposure to emergency remote learning during the COVID crisis.
1: Jordy, you have a national and international footprint, but Increasingly, there's a lot of focus on local educational issues or state level educational issues in this country. How is that impacting what you do, you know, if at all at ACE?
0: So at ACE, we have a a real focus on healthcare and education solutions. So just as we work with healthcare leaders and hospital leaders to provide customized solutions and, and support that are relevant to a local hospital or Mm -hmm. group of group of hospitals, we do the same at the school district level, and we're really out there listening, and then providing customized support solutions. So I I think that's, that's one mechanism where we can help to be relevant and part of the solution in a way that's relevant to, to local challenges. In addition to that, you know, we're always endeavoring to get feedback, not only from from students through surveys and action plans around the surveys, but also from school district leaders or. Possible leaders to to the funnel their feedback into the educational experience. One of the the benefits of online education that I know you're you're very familiar with is a centralized curriculum model where you're able to leverage instructional designers along with instructor subject matter experts and keep the curriculum living and evolving and, and relevant. And so that's another key mechanism for staying up with the, the latest trends of providing educational experiences that help. Prepare leaders for the, the change of times.
1: All right, Jordy, we often like to ask our guests to provide career advice for emerging healthcare professionals. And you could extend that to, to educators as well outside of the healthcare profession, You know, given your organization's focus areas. So what's your advice you'd give to young professionals in these fields about how to approach their career and figure out what to do with their professional lives?
0: Well, I think teaching, nursing, being a healthcare worker, it's a very noble field. It's an important field. I think anyone in those fields should be very proud of what they do. And I I guess my advice would be to go into the field. There are great careers. Stay in the field. Align yourself with an employer that's providing a career pathway that you're passionate about. And manage your own path as well by upskilling yourself and really trying to acquire the skills that help you move your, your career in the direction that you want. So be really proactive.
1: Thank you very much, Jordy, for being with us today. Thank you, Derek. I appreciate your time. I'm Derek Apanovich. Thanks for checking out today's show. Remember to do your part to raise the line and strengthen the healthcare system. We're all in this together.
0: If you like this podcast, please share it on your social channels. You can also subscribe to the series and check out all of our episodes at osmosis.org/raise the line podcast.